From Hammond, Louisiana, this is Home Care America, your weekly dose of news and insights from the wonderful world of home care, waiver providers, and ICF IDD operators. It's brought to you by Cura OS, the all-in-one software solution that was forged from 30 years of experience in this industry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to new listeners out there. This week on the podcast, we're going to hear from Dr. Laura Bracken, a nationally renowned expert on all things home care and the developmentally disabled. She's got some great insights to share about software solutions that may not live up to your expectations because they were tailored for other industries and they're being slapped together at the last minute with a little bubble gum and duct tape to try and suit our needs as home care waiver providers. She's got some great insights to share, so stay tuned. But first, we wanted to loop back on something we shared in a previous podcast, which is about the power of podcasts to really elevate your lives and careers as caregivers. Podcasts are great because you can listen to them on the go, at the gym, in the car, the grocery store. But how do you retain and utilize that information? So many great solutions and insights being shared, but it's in an audio form. What do you do? Listen to the same pod over and over again, taking notes? No. Here's what you can do. Modern technology, people. When you get home, you go to a website on your computer called listennotes.com. It's a free website. It has every podcast ever made right up to that very day. Within just a minute, you can find the podcast you're looking for and download it to your computer. Once downloaded, it can be uploaded to one of many transcription services online. They're everywhere these days, and they're amazing. They go from zero free to 10 bucks a month. We highly recommend otter.com, truly industry-leading transcription, very affordable. You take that pod, you upload it, you get it transcribed, and then you've got text that you can read on your iPad, email to a coworker, or you know, put into a database so it's searchable and indexable and you can refer to it later and garner those insights and the incredible advantages they give. So with that being said, let's take a listen to Dr. Laura Bracken. Dr. Laura Bracken is the former head of the Louisiana Office for Citizens with Developmental Disabilities and current president of Bracken and Associates, a disability consulting firm. She recently sat down with James and Bridget of Cura OS and talked about the flood of imposter software solutions that are being offered to the modern home care and waiver provider. I think that in the area of billing, there are some entities that claim that they do billing, but their billing doesn't allow the provider to easily run a report that compares what was billed to what was received. So they're not able to show discrepancies in in that from what was billed to what was received. But I think that this is really important for providers and important for them to understand whether they're getting an imposter software or not, because, you know, the reimbursement rates are not all that fantastic right now. And, and Every bit of the revenue that they are that they should be receiving, they need to make sure that they're receiving. And the only way to do that is to be able to easily make that comparison. One of the things that I would recommend ask is who are the majority of your of your clients? 
because when I've researched some of them, the majority of their clients are are home health agencies or um, or private home care, and they don't do anything related to home and community based services or Medicaid billing, or they don't do anything related to um, intermediate care facilities or, or group billing. And so they'll say that they're they will tell you and market to these providers as if they're going to be able to meet these providers' needs, but they don't understand the system at all. And what I've found is, is I've sat in on some of these demos with other providers with a provider. And what I find is, is that the majority of the time is spent with that company asking the provider how they operate and and asking them detailed questions and I kept thinking, mm, if you knew this industry, you would not be asking those kind of questions at all, at all. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. You know, um, another big thing that I see that to me kind of like screams, this is an imposter, um, is when they talk about that they offer a comprehensive solution. Um, and so I think providers need to be very careful about that because they may look at two different solutions that both say that they're comprehensive. And then they might look at the pricing of both of those and they think, oh, this one's comprehensive, but it's it's much less expensive. I'm going to go with this particular solution. But the reality is, is that they're not both comprehensive. Um, what I found with some software providers is that they will have a long list of different components to their software and that you have to purchase each one of those individually. And the real benefit that providers can get from using technology is when they have technology that is fully integrated and it's comprehensive. And so if you have just pieces, you're missing out on the on the on the maximum benefits that you can get or the maximum efficiencies. You're missing out on that. And so one question that they need to ask is, is what are all the components and all the features that are that are covered in this basic price? And what's not covered. And then they also have to look at what are all the extra charges that are going to be charged. So are there onboarding costs? Are there um, support costs? Are there cloud um, cloud um, hosting fees that they charge on a monthly or quarterly basis? Um, you want to ask questions about how often do they do their updates? And are there going to be fees for updates? <laughs> and there's so many questions around each of those different components that providers be uh, um, asking when they're exploring uh, different software packages. The one good tip is, is that they use the word patient in any of their marketing materials. So I'm seeing, I'm looking on this site right here and I see, you know, you can manage patient care. Um, if you see the word patient, on a software entity's website or marketing materials, that's probably a clue that they are not designed for this for this industry. Or healthcare providers. Oh, and if I got say you're a healthcare provider. Key things to look for, keywords. If it says hospital related, patient, home health, home care. If they also emphasize Medicare, that's also a clue that it's probably not for the Medicaid services. 
And the other thing that is a good kind of like quick tip is looking to see if in their key advertising, you see an emphasis on one specific function like scheduling or training because some softwares will promote themselves as this is great for home care industry or but it's just one piece and what's the problem that we're seeing is is that some is that providers who are desperate for solutions will go and find a scheduling software to address their the, the pain and struggles that they're having around scheduling and then they'll go and they'll get some payroll software to address the pain that they're having around payroll then they'll go and they'll they'll get um, you know billing software to address their pains around billing and the next thing you know at the administrative level they are now having to negotiate eight different contracts with eight different entities they're having to train their staff on eight different programs they're having to renew eight different contracts they're paying onboarding fees for eight different contracts they're paying annual fees for eight different contracts and it 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 it's again it's one thing that just sucks up time it sucks up money and it does not help that organization operate efficiently also causes problems with security because when you have for, for each employee that has to use multiple systems, now granted, not every employee is going to use all eight of those systems, but you are going to have multiple employees that use multiple of those software programs. And when that happens, you have different passwords that you have to keep up with. It makes it more complicated for those workers, but you have the security risk that that of folks being able to get into each one of those different um, software. And if you think about it, you know, you might say, well, this is a scheduling software. So only the scheduler needs to have access to this and maybe the social services people because they're scheduling the people. But, you know, when billing is making sure that, you know, this, you know, mispunch or whatever is a good thing, like, if, the, if they have access to scheduling, all they have to do is go look to see, did this person call out that day? And then later they're filling out paper saying they were at work when they really weren't at work. But if they don't have access to that, they can't check it. So what do they have to do? They have to call somebody. Well, somebody is busy. So now I have to wait. So now tomorrow goes by. You didn't call me back. I'm following up. Oops, I've got to do payroll. And now we've paid them. When if you have it all at the fingertips, if 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 billing or if HR has a question about something, all they do is log on and go look at the scheduling. They can just handle it themselves in five seconds. And so, it, you know, it just goes back to that integration and, and getting out of all of these silos that you have. Um, and not on purpose. It's just that the nature of the the software that's a, that has been available to providers has kind of created that situation. Um, but now there's, there's a solution. There's an answer. There's a way to kind of bring everybody back together into one house. <laughs> Put them all in one house. You spend a lot of money. You buy into that system. You spend a lot of money up front. And then you're kind of stuck with them. But then it doesn't work the way that it's supposed to work. And that's really problematic when it interferes with your billing. So if there's a, if they claim to have a 
um, a billing component or a feature that helps you or supports you in your billing and that doesn't work and you're not able to bill for services or or changes made at the state level that you depend on that software company to make a change on their end so that you can bill and that software company doesn't make that change for three months and you're not able to bill for three months, that's just not acceptable. It doesn't, this industry can't afford that. You know, are there some providers out there that could probably swing it, you know, and no big deal? Maybe, possibly. But a lot of them, cash flow is huge. And going three months without getting your revenue or getting paid, that's that's not acceptable. Thanks for joining us on Home Care America. We hope you found this helpful. And if you did, please join us again next week uh, because we're going to have a lot more conversational and interview style podcasts that we think you're going to find quite compelling. So please join us again and have a wonderful week.